What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me is Ricky Whitmer. What's up, what's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And we are the Fast Break Podcast. This is the third time we're trying this intro. Uh, we are it's just, been a long day. We've been giggling a lot. We're shooting this way later than we usually do. Uh, but we are back, days back from vacation that you did not see. Yep. And uh, we're going to be ranking the top 30 starting shooting guards uh, in the NBA. We're using the depth charts from RealGM.com. You can find what, you know, what, what, what shooting what we're going off of what uh what guys we are uh what guys we are actually ranking and some guys uh you know right now we're in the the, the part where not everyone is in uh the system or in the right place so there might be some guys that are going to be lower that might actually be starting but we'll get into that we're just ranking it as of uh august 27th so let's get into this and uh one one thing i do want to say about small forwards we actually get into the rankings mm-hmm. is uh dave brought this up and and small forwards are kind of like a unicorn it's hard it's hard to rank them all because they're all unicorns they're all they're all nice and they're lovely all special in their own way they are all special in their own way you got some all-around players who can do everything around the court. You got you got guys who can put up twenty a night, but can't play defense the other side. You got skilled shooters. You got defenders only, and then you got your list of superstars. And there's a lot of guys that fall into those places. And it's hard to finally you know get a, get a true ranking of these guys. So like when you guys were looking at these small forwards, what was like the key stat for you to look at and 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 for these rankings, or is it more of their play on the court than the actual stats? Well, this one it all like with point guards. It was oh, I'm looking at how much you score. And assists is kind how of much a big you, one. How well you facilitate. Yeah, how much you facilitate. And turnovers, too. With, yeah. with shooting guards, it was mainly, okay, how much you score rebounds and then kind of assists and some defense. Hayden with on the, the Harden. With this one, it's the, with me, this is the most complete of a position. Because it's like, you gotta fill out okay, everything. here's your stats, but how? what do you bring to your team? Because like you said, every team... Might use a you could use a small forward like a big down low. You can use them like a shooting guard on the perimeter. A point you can use them like a point yeah. four. But this is one where it's point like forward. okay, here yeah. here's what you got. What do you bring to your team? And that is me outside the top ten, maybe even like to maybe thirteen. After thirteen, it was like fuck. Where do I put these guys? Mm-hmm. It's extremely close, like you were saying, because everyone brings something unique to their team. Mm-hmm. And the weirder thing is when some of these guys switch teams. It's different. I mean, and that that's what fucks things up even more because we're trying to take a look at what have you done for us and what are you going to do in, on your new team well, or it's like, with your new system. Like I think of Evan Turner. Yeah, with the Boston Celtics, he was pretty good. But now what is he going to do now that he's no longer in Boston? But he, right. he also kind of fell in that position where I don't know if he's actually the starting small forward mm-hmm. there because he might be you – know, they might move Alan Crabb there and kind yeah. of go go off of with him and then have Evan Turner play that, kind of that same position he mm-hmm. had uh, where he was the sixth man kind of facilitating that second yeah. unit. So we'll, Give that veteran presence. Yeah, so we'll definitely see it. And we'll see what what they kind kind of can do. Another guy that we had trouble with was Ben Simmons as well. I mean, we I didn't know where to put him. I had him. Oh, He's in my top ten. 
And, and in my that's top ten. Crazy to say for a guy who's never stepped on the court and crazy bashing is in the crazy. Pe- I may have bashed Ben Simmons, especially in the summer league, yeah. but you cannot lie the potential he brings. And you when we're cannot lie and, the potential brings. And when that sentence alone. And when we're talking about him, and when we mm-hmm. were in the draft, early in the draft process, even late in it, when we're starting to compare him to yeah. LeBron, that brings a ton more potential. And just, just on that alone, top yeah, 10. I think that's also though if everything goes right. I don't think anyone's yeah. actually expecting that's him to be LeBron. If the stars align, mm-hmm. he can be LeBron James. If they don't align, he's just an okay player. I mean, I look, he's, if the he's stars don't okay. align, he's a pretty yeah. good player. Well, I mean, he he Face has of the franchise be very good, but he's got a lot of things he's got to work on still. Mm-hmm. His outside shooting has looked very poor from uh, his time in college and in the early summer league. So it just kind of comes down to you know what. What is he going to do with that team, and how is he going to grow with a four-big lineup around them? It's going to be interesting to watch. Does he have potential? You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Off the charts. I mean, he is, he's got absolute star written all over him. He can do everything else you need to. His passing is just, oh, it's fantastic to watch because it's something that you don't see out of someone with his size, mm-hmm. and he just has a touch to the ball that you see usually with you know, point guards and no, no, the ball is always in his hands, and he's he's a natural with it, so that helps it because, you know, you see a lot of guys who, oh, they if you know they're the in betweener, like they get the ball past them and they can you know drop down low or whatever. No, he's always looking for the open man. He's always looking for how can I get this ball in the hoop the best way for my team. It's never about him. So. I, I like a lot about him. He he's not super selfish either. So yeah, as a nineteen year old, I mean his his basketball IQ is is off the charts. But I Absolutely. mean, really, it's more of taking that IQ and, and putting it towards his game. You're the only one who actually gave him an official ranking though, because Dave put Ben Simmons with a question mark. Like, I put him at fifteen. I want cause... him to be there? I've got him at fourteen. So I, I think you and I were like, mm-hmm. he's probably going to come in that mid range because. No matter what he's going to do, he's going to be a, well, a an amazing player to watch on that 76ers team. He's the mm-hmm. focal point of that team. I think we can all agree. Mine well, was more he's on a bad team. It's his first year. We haven't seen him able to develop a shot. Do I think he'll definitely move up the ladder? I think so, just because of his skill set. But, you know, I can't put him there because he hasn't actually stepped out on the court. Right. I just think he's going to be, when it comes down to it, I was looking outside of... To me, it was the top eight players I had. I'm like, okay. That's a lot. I get to mm-hmm. these guys. They are the top eight. But then I got to nine, and it's guys like Danilo Gallinari, Tobias Harris, Jay Crowder, Harrison Barnes. I'm sitting there going, you know what? I feel pretty confident putting Ben Simmons just based off That's potential alone choice. above him. That's bold. Above you're those get, players. You're going to get eaten up, well, especially by uh, well, Nuggets and Pistons fans. And that's all fans. this is. It's Ben Simmons is, and when you get to any rookie, like Dave mentioned when we did the shooting guards with Brandon Ingram, because you threw that I out there. I feel like he's even going though, to be a shooting guard. Even though mm-hmm. Clarkson Year one. was on number one on the depth chart for yep. a real GM, Correct. This is all when it's all rookies, it's all potential of what they can be. Even D'Angelo Russell, it's kind of like, yeah, we got to see what you did last year, mm-hmm. but your coach mm-hmm. didn't really play you, didn't really like you, so yours is also a little potential. With this, it's all of this is what I expect to see. I expect to see him come in, and he'll be a guy where you're sitting there going, yeah, top 10 for sure. Top 10 small forwards if he's 
locked into that position. Out of first-year players and rookie, he is the highest player that we mm-hmm. have that we have put up in here. And, and Ben Simmons coming in at 12 officially. I had him at 15. Dave had him at 14. And Ricky had him at 9, ended up at 12. And we have all of those full links. If you do want to check out our full uh, rankings, you could check that out on mostvaluepodcast.com. Just find the Fast Break mm-hmm. uh, podcast, and the, the, the rankings will be in the uh, Links also in, down below in, in the, the description. Bio. It's also thank you, Always. Ricky. This is this is the guy who sets it up and does everything yeah. here. So he, he knows what he's doing. Let's get into the bottom half and work our way up back up to Ben Simmons. <sighs> the clusterfuck, basically. All right, no, 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 this one's easy. This one's easy. If I may, Sean. Yeah. If I may, uh, we have the the one and only Kyle Singler. Garbage. Look, this man does not deserve to be on a basketball. You know how they're always like, look, they're does the not best. Deserve to be on a basketball team. Yeah, yeah. You heard Christ. Look, look. You know when they're like, well, these are the best six hundred athletes. I think it's six hundred for the NBA. Yeah. And it's like in the world. So like when you look at them, like that's crazy. And it's like I can't think of the Olympics. It's like let's have the average man run the hundred versus Usain Bolt. But like I feel like Cal Singler is the average man for the NBA. Like I feel like if I worked out for six months. I think I could do what Kyle Singler does, and I'm a six foot nothing white guy with no talent. See, but we say that though, and Kyle Singler was also pretty good in college. So I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I have no respect for you. Know man. easily the worst. Small you know what I'm gonna though. go ahead Starting and say because I know Kyle's watching right now. Kyle. Kyle, if you're watching and listening, <laughs> you you contact us at. Our email that's on the page. Yep. You'll go one on one v Dave. Show him up. Longtime fan of the show, <laughs> Kyle Singler. So yeah, sorry, yeah. Kyle. Feel free to call in next week. Yes, <laughs> if you email uh, the onset kick at mm-hmm. gmail.com, we'll we'll set that up. But then uh, you know, getting out of that, there's guys like Wes Johnson who's usually in and off the bench. I mean, the Clippers just their biggest hole mm-hmm. is at small forward. He's there at like 27. Yeah, he's a, he's a stopgap pretty much. He, he fills that spot. He doesn't do anything great for them. But he he's not like a dark hole on that team because he is a capable defender. He can well his shooting's not great. He can shoot though. He he can play average. No, he's below average. I'm, I'm trying to save him here. <laughs> I really trying, am. Look, Clippers, I'm trying to help you, but no, he you need to find a replacement. He's a bench player. He's yeah. a bench player, he's a and, bench and player. he's he's not a bad bench player. No, but he's he's a bad starting small forward. I mean, really, I mean, from the guys from 27 to 30, Kyle Singler, Wes Johnson, PJ Tucker, and Dante Cunningham, those guys should not be your starting small forwards. Correct. Can those guys be on your NBA team outside of Kyle Singler? Yeah, those guys aren't bad players. Outside of Kyle yeah. Singler, like Dante Cunningham. Uh, shooting thirty one percent as you know, kind of a power forward, small forward mix. That's not bad. I mean, you could you could definitely be like that. PJ Tucker, he shouldn't be the sm- starting small forward for the Suns, but as a backup, he's not bad. Wes Johnson, same thing. You should not be starting on that on that Clippers team. But then we get into like. 26 to 20 where we have young guys who either haven't proven themselves or have been injured or the old guards that we have been all-stars before and are kind of on that downturn you know evan turner's in there as well uh but you know evan turner evan we have uh justice winslow at 27 uh you know young player at, you know first year last year we, we we heard all about this defense couldn't get in there so you know looking at that like 20 to 26 mark what guys are you kind of justice winslow looking at to make a jump. Oh, to make a jump? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, still, Justice Winslow. He's the guy on this list that I was like, if coming out of the draft last year, I was like, this guy is going to be good. Everybody Miami got a steal. steal. Yep. Well, Boy, you- this guy is going to be great. And then it's like, what the fuck did you do? You didn't do anything. And he's a guy that maybe because D-Wade's not going to be there, opens up some more opportunities. He's got to step up. I mean, he has to. We, yeah, we did a redraft a, he has to. a couple months ago. I think you had him 
redrafted second overall, if I, if I recall right, correctly. Or, or Winslow? Yeah, I didn't have you, Winslow second you, overall. You had him in your top five, for sure. No, I did not have him. I don't believe if I did, that is fucking <laughs> ludicrous. Go back to our NBA redraft. I'm pretty sure you had him higher than D'Angelo Russell. But look, I, I don't think I had him at two. We'll, we'll look, the, this heat top team, five, but anyways. The, this Heat team needs him to step up because you've got a question mark with Bosh. You lost Wade. You've got a lot of a lot of gaps to fill, and he's a versatile guy. Mm-hmm. If he steps up, he can give them a lot of what they need across the board: scoring, rebounding, even not half bad assists. He can move the ball through. He isn't super greedy, so I, I, I like him. But at this point, he's shown me nothing. The benefits of uh, Justice Winslow. I mean, again, he's young, so it's oh, not it's he, not like yeah, he yeah. he completely disappointed. You could still see as a, as a first year player there were some bright spots and obviously there were some some low spots. So I, I mean, I would probably agree with you. Guy that would take a most jump is Justice Winslow, yeah, he's just got, because he's, got a ton of he's gonna to get improve. more <laughs> more minutes. His shot hopefully will improve, and then everything after that. I mean, he's got the athleticism to stay uh, with the, with people on de- uh, defense. He's got the athleticism to at least take it to the hole. He's got the body to you know kind of take some damage if he, oh, if he can't take yeah. it to the hole. So I mean, he's got everything for him. He just needs to push it forward. Right. So I mean, he's and, got a big step to take this year. Yeah, and and that that cap, uh, that, that movement kind of got freed up with uh, the twenty two and twenty three guys leaving the Heat: Luol Deng and Joe Johnson. Luol Deng and Joe Johnson, we have them low. And and we have him low just because of their age, but I mean, you know, Joe Johnson coming over the heat from from the Nets, he he did show that he can still score a little yeah. bit, and I don't think he should be that starting small forward for the Utah Jazz. He, the, he's currently slotted in, but but as a player off the bench, I think he's still fantastic. And even if he is the starter, I still think you can get by. And same with Luol Deng. Luol Deng, if he's coming off the bench, that's a great sixth man, or that's a great seventh man, yeah. a great veteran leadership there. And and and, and those guys, they they're still capable as starters, but I. I wouldn't have those be my guys as starters, mm-hmm. but still, if they are starting, it's not a downfall. Do you want my honest answer about why they're so low? Yeah. It's because, theoretically, they have to drop off at some point. Exactly. Like, Luol Deng has played more minutes. Like, his knees have to be, like, worse than Kobe's right now, but they're not. He's holding up. He he survived the Tom Thibodeau era work. in Chicago. I know, right? Like, give me something, but holy crap. And he just, he, he saw, like, a resurgence last year in the playoffs playing power forward, or well, pseudo-power forward for this team. Mm-hmm. And now he goes over to a young team where he can kind of share that veteran presence. He can go through and teach them everything. And he's got a wealth of knowledge. This is a guy who's played under top coaches on fantastic teams, great organizations, who have pushed deep in the playoffs. So, look, he is, he is like the number one guy I'd want to have in the locker room. But as far as a starting small forward, I'm not exactly thrilled about it. You yeah, know, but for the Lakers, for the Lakers, isn't anything. I mean, yeah, you lose Kobe, so oh and yeah, Brandon but, Ingram coming in, like Dave, you mentioned last week. Yeah, ideally you'd want him playing small forward, but because of his size, Ingram's probably going to get thrown so at he, the two this on year. Strength, yeah. I mean, it, it's better than what you had last year. Am I wrong? Yeah, but I mean, with the dang thing as well. I mean, he he was one of those guys too, where Brandon Ingram's not on the depth chart at all. So I mean, if yeah. we do if we mm-hmm. do end up seeing Brandon Ingram starting at small forward and then Clarkson at the, the two and then That'd be uh, a good Russ Russ at the one, I think that w- maybe what we'll see. And then you know the Luol yeah. Deng signing will make a lot of sense with him coming off the bench because again, those miles it's got it's got to crumble at some point. And, yeah. and that's the thing that we just haven't seen with Luol Deng. We kind of saw it with Joe Johnson a little bit. We saw a, a sharp. Uh, decline when he when he got to Brooklyn, but he still we still saw he has he some left money, in the tank. Which yeah. you got to give him credit. I mean, a lot of those superstars <laughs> miss their windows and they don't get paid. He got paid. 
He did get paid, and someone else who got paid in the in the, like the fifteen to, to to twenty range. Kent Bazemore. We have him at seventeen. And Kent Bazemore is a guy who I don't. I think he's going to fall off a lot. I, I, I think he had an up year. I think he well. He didn't even have an up that's, year. That's he had true. A, he had a down year from his off. up year. Yeah, he he peaked a couple of years ago. Well, peaked. He had his best year a couple of yeah, years ago. He's still like 27, 26. Yeah. Bazemore, he fits the system. He's an average player though. It's just timing. I, I really think that. He's going to give you good minutes, good numbers, and he's a solid shooter. So, honestly, it's it's like vanilla. He he's a good small forward. He mm-hmm. is a average in this league, absolutely. I think Kent Bazemore, though, the one thing I was thinking about with him, and this was looking at like his stats last year. He's a guy that I would fit and say, you know what? He just fits with Atlanta. He fits with what the system that. Um, they run with because I'm trying to think of their head coach's name and it's just blanking on me. It comes from the Popovich kind tree. of a Button tree. Hoser. Button hoser, thank you. And Button. it's just he just he he just fits a buttonhoser offense and defense and just overall system. So maybe just for Atlanta, that's where he fit in nicely. See, but now I mean, Corver's getting older. Corver's not. We saw the decline of Corver a little mm-hmm. bit last year. I mean, he yeah. still shot forty percent from three, but you know that I went mean, from that, forty nine like peasant level for yeah. Corver. Like that, that's a off, so, off, off again. So we don't know if he'll still be at that level last year or, or that he was at last year, shooting forty percent. So now we're going to see Baysmore kind of be thrown into that spotlight. Jeff Teague's gone, so, so now we're going to see you know full Kent Baysmore here, and we'll see if he can actually take over because you know no more Horford, no more Teague, you know Corver's on the down down downside of his career. We're going to see if Kent Bazemore can actually take that step up and if there's a guy in that like 17 to like probably 24 range. I would even throw like Luol Deng and Joe Johnson in there. I would say he might be the, be the one that falls the farthest. I, I think we might he might be the most overrated player that we have mm-hmm. here. And, and I'm saying that when you know he's ranked 17 and I had him at 18. Yeah. But but you know it's just he's got everything there. But he's not like a Justice Winslow where he can take another year to develop. He needs to take that jump or it's just going to be it, it's going to be it, you know Kent Bazemore. We're going to completely know what Kent Bazemore has to offer in, in the NBA. And kind of you know when we're talking about guys that can just you know ha- you know small forwards they're guys that are kind of niche players 17 through 20 are kind of your shooters you got Kent Bazemore Damari Carroll who can also play great defense but was injured last year Otto Porter who's more of a scorer kind of developed that three-point shot last year don't ask him to play uh defense on Jimmy Butler though oh my yeah. God. Jimmy will and, shake and bake him all the way across the court and then That's you brutal. got uh, Bojan Badanovic as well as 20 uh who, who actually played very well in the Olympics for Serbia don't want to bring up the Olympics because Ricky got pissed off no had, no I mean a little bit of uh, ISO thing, talk Dave you said with Boban you actually wanted to Bojan Bojan you wanted to to uh, mention his Olympic play played well into your rankings of him. Yeah, and it, it, he did step up a lot. Uh, he did miss that key three-point at the end of the U.S. game that, you know, it would have been great if he would have hit it, yes, but look. Well, he, great he, for them, not for us. I think it would have been a swift kick in the ass for us. <laughs> Needed it. Uh, but no, honestly, he played well, slightly a chucker. I'm a little worried about that, but look, percentage-wise, he's fine. I think he's going to take a bigger step in this team now. And I really with think... With a Jalen now. With a Jalen yeah. helping out run that offense. I think he'll see more and more growth as he goes. Look, I, I'm optimistic about him. I want to say I'm high. I'm optimistic about him because mm-hmm. they're still the Nets. Yeah, they're honest. still the Nets. They're a bad team. It's going to run through Brook Lopez, and that's just how it works. But he's got a chance to be their number two guy and just take way more shots, soak up more time, and I think he's going to be a good player. But it really comes down to... What what is the line in the sand for how many shots he can just chuck? Because 
no offense, but I got a category of Chuckers, and he's in it. Yeah. I mean, Chuckers, there, there's a lot of them. Chandler Parsons might be in there. Uh, <laughs> Kent Bazemore kind of fits in that in, in that role as well. But, I mean, guys that, you know, Demarcus Carroll, I mean, if he can come back from injury, that's yeah. a guy that, that, that you know, he, he'll be he'll be in that mid-level range because he's, he's good on defense, he's good on offense, at least from a three-point standpoint. So if he's he, if one he can of those come system back. guys that I feel like he fit better in Atlanta Mm-hmm. than he does in Toronto, but he can still be a good piece for them. A lot of people fit better in Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's, uh, Atlanta's a good Atlanta's system. Atlanta's San Antonio, too, and therefore, you know, role players exceed their expectations there. One guy that you kept talking about, though, in, in, during our rankings is at 21. You Ooh. had you had him at 18. Ricky had him at 19. I want to have him Unf- higher, Unfortunately, but I, I had him pretty low at 25. The reason I had him so low was because of injuries. Yeah. That's Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. And, and this is a kid who was phenomenal in the Literally 13 kid. games he played. He's like 21. Well, uh, uh, younger than me, though. No, uh, name, too. Oh, yeah. Kid. A, a kid. Come on. Yeah, all right. Come on. Come on. The it's, pun. T- it's, ten, <laughs> it's 1030 at night. I'm, I know. I'm kind of slow right now. Uh, but, yeah, no, Kid Gilchrist, you know, had it dealt with injuries. The first 13 games he played in looked fantastic. He's good on both sides of the ball. Do you think we'll see that jump, especially now that, you know, he, he he's going to see more of a reliance on him because, you know, we, we, we saw people move from Charlotte. Now they're going to, you know, get Kid Gilchrist back. If he can stay healthy, do you think we'll actually see the final jump for Kid Gilchrist? Or do you think we'll we'll kind of see him slotted at that twenty one where he will be I, kind of that person who has who's more of a, a bench player? May, in a maybe role. a little bit of a jump, but like I mean, looking at his stats, his first four years in the league, I mean, he's had double digit points each and every year. And I know you can say, yeah, but Ricky, that second year he had about ten point seven, so it was barely. He's also on a digits. bad Charlotte team. Those yeah, first bad years. Charlotte team, and he's also you look at his average. He's even in the. Um, season last year, 13 games, 7.9 rebounds. He's had at least over 7.5 rebounds a year. So he's really, to me, going to be that double-digit guy. Last year in the 13, he still put up 15.6 points per game. So if he can put up maybe at least 17 or 18 points a game, like increase that a little bit. I don't think he's the, ever going to get up there. Have the rebounds to like maybe a solid 8, that would be quality for me on a Charlotte team that – you you know you lose Jefferson you lose uh, Jalen now and they need someone to step in. I don't think he's ever going to get up to eighteen. Just to be honest, I mean, lo- looking at the way oh, I'm he not plays, saying he is. I'm saying if he could, that'd be like fucking phenomenal. Yeah, but I mean the way the way that offense runs. I mean, Kemba's going to be your guy with the ball most of the, most of the time. I mean, he's a guy that drives the hoop. I mean, mm-hmm. he's I think he's, he shot a total of twenty five threes in his four years. Um, I mean, yeah, one of them was a, a seven game season, but still, I mean, he, he shot a total of twenty five games. So it's not like he's going to be able to park it outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I you know I think maybe if he's able to step it up a little more on defense, get those steals, and then go on fast break runs or something like that, I think that might help him. How many more points do you think he needs to average if we're sitting I think 15th if he, the base? I think, if he, I think if he sat at 12, where, where he was playing last year, if he, if he can sit at 12 mm-hmm. and, and then just up those rebounds and, and maybe so up those assists as so well. So he doesn't even need to get back to that 15 that he was at even through those first few games he played last year? He was at 12 last year. I have 15 on here where I'm looking at basketballreference.com. I'm looking at ESPN and they have him at 12.7 yeah. points. So You guys aren't talking about the right one, though. Games played. <laughs> yeah. Jesus well, that's Christ, why, people. That's, that's, why, games played. that's why I he said, can he hold up? Games last year. He played seven games, 55 before that, 62, 78. He's never exactly. even played 82. I mean, since he came into the league, he didn't play 82. He, honestly, his top end is probably like a 16-8 and eight guy, and that'll be great. But he needs to play at least 70 games. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the biggest thing. Look, if he puts up 16-8 in 70 games, 
fucking that that's fantastic. I throw a party. I'm having a great time. And uh, this looks like one of those like, hey, finally like turn the corner because this is a kid who has just suffered through bad injuries, missed games so much, and you want him to succeed because he came in the league so young with so much potential. And I feel like he's kind of gotten like pushed mm-hmm. aside and like totally written off by people. I feel like if he has another year where he doesn't play at least 50 games, he's done. Like some, He's done with this team, not done in the NBA because mm-hmm. he's a 6'7", 230 guy with athleticism. So he has to have the numbers. Someone will pick it up. He has but, to have the numbers that he had last year in yeah. limited games, but the amount of games that he played his rookie he, year. He needs at least 50 games and to put up 12-6 and six or 13-6, and six, something like that. Well, I'm even saying I'm going above that. I'm looking at no, like the, at least, the rookie season where he played above 70. See, but that was also on a bad Charlotte team. That was yeah. on a bad Charlotte team where yeah, there was point, not a lot of scores. he's realistically the number three guy on that team. So, from a scoring standpoint, mm-hmm. I would even say Marvin Williams might have jumped him on the four. I don't think you need him to be a a, a scorer. I think you need him to be kind of he's a, he's a defender. He's a defender. I, I think is. I think if yeah. he can be a guy who can mismatch on on d- defense, a guy who can shut down the other guy, and then he could get I mean, fast break points or transition points. Out. It's, it's <laughs> exactly. He is more of that defender, but he doesn't bring that three ball. So now he's a defender. And he's got the athleticism to, like you said, the, mm-hmm. the fast breaks. He can get down there really quickly. He can definitely work in the paint. Mm-hmm. He was shooting a crazy high percentage. I think it was upper 40s to low 50s uh, for his entire time in the NBA. But, again, it's I need to see at least – I want 70 games in 16 and 8. Uh, what I'm probably going to settle for is 50 games – in you know, fifteen or fourteen and six. I think I think if he plays seventy games, has from like twelve to fourteen, can can up those but rebound numbers and up those assist up the numbers. Chart he goes yeah. then. I, Absolutely. I, I think if he can just be that guy who can be either a lockdown defender or put up like fifteen and, and mm-hmm. eight. I think that's going to be something that that's really going to help him. But I think I think that what you brought up is is he just needs to play games. He yeah. needs to be on the court for for Charlotte, especially with their depleted off season where they, they did you know didn't have the cap salary to bring these guys back and didn't have have enough to 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 retool their team that made it to the playoffs. Let's get into the, the top fifteen now. We got Rudy Gay, Chandler Parsons, Jay Crowder. We got our boy Ben Simmons. And we got Tobias Harris. That's that's from eleven to fifteen. Out of those guys, what are the guys that you either think is overrated? Underrated might be taking the big jump. We already talked a little about Ben Simmons, but what guys are you really focusing in on saying they're overrated, well, underrated? Not an overrated thing, but he was a hard guy to really rank for me was Tobias Harris because I was looking at the stats, and the one that jumped out to me was his points per game. And I want to say it was like 15, 16 points per game. I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. And I'm like, oh, he should be above Harrison Barnes because Harrison Barnes only had 11. But then I was thinking... Wait a second. Harrison Barnes played a completely different role on that Warrior team than Tobias Harris played. So Harris, to me, it wasn't a should he be higher, should he be lower. It was just a where do I put this guy when I've got, for me, like guys like Danilo Gallinari, Harrison Barnes, Jay Crowder in that same kind of an area. Yeah, Tobias Harris was significantly better, though, since he went over to uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. The first 49 games he played in Orlando, averaging well, 13 points. he was working points. with a better coach in... Uh, yeah, Stan better coach, Stan better Van. supporting yeah. cast. You know, they didn't have 10 starters out there. But he still even <laughs> up, he, he still even upped his... Well, now they have 10 starters. Now they gotcha. have after gotcha. he left. Gotcha, Orlando. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, in Orlando, he's only shooting around 31% for three. Now he's he's up to like 37, yeah. where he was previous years. 37 for shooting percentages... You're in the green. You're, you're doing, 91 you're from the free right. throw line, too. Exactly. 91% from the free throw line. He, he absolutely hit his stride with Detroit late in that season. I think that was, 
honestly, I didn't expect him to be that good coming into Detroit. I was like, oh, yeah, he, he's good. He, he'll fill in pretty okay, but it's not going to change their team much. No, no, this offense changed. The way they play as a team has changed because of Tobias Harris being there. Mm-hmm. And, I look, I'm high on him. I think, he, I think he's got – I don't want to cap him because right behind him is Stanley Johnson, who's a fucking beast. Yeah, Stanimal. So, the Stanimal. The Stanimal So it's there. like, am I excited for Tobias? Yes. He had a great year, and I hope he I hope he maintains that this year. That's my biggest concern mm-hmm. is he may slide back. But we might see of, a jump because he might be able to f- play those full games with Detroit. I mean, we saw him put up at least 16, so if he can mm-hmm. average those 16 that he did with Detroit, have sure. those same numbers, I mean, that offense is going to be fantastic. We both, I think we all think that you know Pistons are a top-five team in the East right now, mm-hmm. yep. and Tobias Harris is just adding on to that team. Now, I think... The way he loses that starting position is if he gets injured and then Stanley comes in and and, show, and, sh- and impresses. And that's another thing, just looking at this Piston team, though. If he does get injured, they're not at a huge fault to me because, no. yeah, they've got Stanley Johnson, but look at two guys they drafted this year in Jabinji and even, I know Ellison's a power forward, but you could, for some situations, whether... We're on a big how, lineup. How you yeah. want to play that unicorn position to keep the theme of what you said, you could put Henry Ellison there. Even the Morris they have. I mean, Morris yeah. isn't that big of a power forward, so I mean, you could mm-hmm. you can run a, a far, fairly larger... You could put Ellison at the yeah, four you, and then Marcus you could, over you could, at the three. You could run a far, fairly large mm-hmm. uh, offense there. But yeah, I think I think Tobias Harris actually might be taking a jump over... over he might be able to Danilo. take a jump because... Well, not even Danilo. Danilo might fall off shooting wise or, mm-hmm. or point wise just because Moutier is going to grow as a player and, and Jokic is going to grow as a player. It's Harrison Barnes is the big one for the jump because how mm-hmm. is he going to play in Dallas? Yeah, how is he going to be a as bigger role the guy than he did or more in of Dub the guy? Nation? Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you know, it's still Dirk's team at, mm-hmm. at, at, at some points because you know Dirk still put up like eighteen as a, a thirty-eight year old, but but still, now Harrison Barnes is now going to have to prove that he he was worth an Olympic. Uh, a roster spot. He's going to have to prove that he was worth that money. And, you know, technically, I think he's the guy that can either surplant his spot as a, a top 10 small forward or he's got the he most can, to lose. Yeah, I think he's got the most to lose. And I think that's a perfect way to put it. Or he's going to completely fall off and he's going to fall into a Rudy Gay or Trevor Ariza area where he's where he's uh, he's a he's a specialty player and not a guy you can rely on. I think Harrison Barnes, if if we're talking about guys that can move up or move down, mm-hmm. Harrison Barnes is the guy that's going to make the biggest far the big biggest flop or or, or he's going to actually prove himself. Well, himself. I mean, yeah. I look I look at their team and it's like of course Dirty Dirk is going to be the guy you say is the number. He's the number one guy for Dallas. But I'm looking at Darren Williams and Matthews, and neither of those two guys are guys that I'm confident going. Yeah, that's my number two. A little long in the tooth. It may have to be. You know, Harrison Barnes is our number two. Oh, Harrison two. Barnes is the two. He, he's he's our number, number two, two guy, yeah. I mean, well, if you look at Dallas, they've never had a guy who is the number two. They've always had guys it's around Dirk. Dirk and veterans. Exactly. They have guys around Dirk. So Harrison Barnes is probably mm-hmm. going to be, you know, the guys around Dirk. But, you know, if Dirk isn't able to step up, or Dirk is, you know, Dirk's age finally catches up with him, or you know, yeah, injuries knows, happen. Maybe he goes on a San Antonio schedule and only plays like fifty <laughs> games. Yeah, if, if Dirk's not able to ke- keep up with it with an NBA season, not saying he can't, but no. if he, if he's not able to, you know, Harrison Barnes is that guy that's mm-hmm. most likely going to be looked at and say, "All right, kid, now it's your turn." And I think I think that's either going to completely make or break uh, Harrison Barnes, not only you know career in Dallas, but just career in general, because you know he he's 26, 26 25 around there he he needs to finally prove that he can be in the NBA as a starter yeah going from the eighth option on the best team in the league to now you're the number 2 option he's not hidden anymore yeah 
But, you know, the weird thing is, I was looking through, like, different things on Reddit about, you know, percentage of open threes, and mm-hmm. it, it's weird because they, the Warriors, had the highest percentage of made open threes, but below average as far as uh, open threes given to them by percentage. So it's like, so their offense, well, it looked like, you know, the passing the ball around the court, everybody was open. It wasn't really that way. You know, Atlanta saw far more than they did, but couldn't turn that into points. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the the argument against Harris Barnes outside of the playoff d- disaster, like dumpster yeah. fire, whatever you want to call that, was, was the, oh, well, he only takes the easy shots. Well, no, no, it doesn't actually work like that. I mean, he may get some, but by far the Warriors were average as far as those potential mm-hmm. chances. So. Well, and it comes with the system that they were running. Well, the way I kind of saw most of his shots, especially in the playoffs this past year, that he missed were open shots. Well, that's because they didn't guard him. Well, yeah. So he's going to make it. It was one of those Barn, things go ahead, where take your chance. You're not yeah. going to make it. It was just like by the time they passed it to him, they were obviously passing it to him because he was open, yeah. and you're going to take that kind of a shot over a contested one. And that's one thing that it's like, all right, there was so much pressure on him in, in, in the finals because he mm-hmm. was open. He was the guy that they needed to make a shot, and mm-hmm. now if he's going to a place in Dallas where that's pretty he might need too. to be that guy. But but think of the market. You're going from yeah. you know over in Los Angeles Shit's going crazy over there, and you're on you're you're living the life. To now you're in Dallas. No offense, but the media doesn't give a fuck about you. Here's the about one, the Mavericks, right? The the media in Dallas, Dallas is still big. Yeah, they're big, but but they're the Mavericks football. I feel like yeah. are are hidden in a shadow. The same way San Antonio mm-hmm. has been the one of the top teams for the last two decades well, combined. When we like, when we talk about the Mavericks, who are we really talking about? Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mark goddamn yeah. Cuban. But the one thing I want to bring up that um kind of goes for what you said with the Mavericks. Most of the time, it's Dirk and just a collection of veterans behind him, if they go with that same kind of a mindset, that could actually help Harrison Barnes because when we looked at the bench for the Warriors, what did we look at it as? Did we look at it as one guy, two guys? No, we looked at it as a collection, Mm -hmm. and he was a part of that collection, so maybe he can have the same mindset with, hey— I'm just a part of this collection behind Dirk. So I feel if we, if we, if people are looking at this right now, I think the most overrated player are the people that say we're completely crazy. I think that person might be Harrison Barnes. So basically what we're saying ben is... Ben Simmons or Harrison Barnes. Over yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, basically what we're saying is Easy. Harrison Barnes, we know you're watching. Prove yourself, kid. We, yep. we know longtime fans. Harrison well, and, Barnes. And yeah. this is all Along for... Kyle Singler. They watch this it together. Is, and I got to <laughs> say this. This is all for... What we think they're going to do starting day one, not at the end of the well, season. Well, these are their expectations. And, yeah, and, and Harrison Barnes is—he's one of the guys that we mentioned at the beginning. The guy's changing to a different team, where different he's team, obviously going to have a new role than he did mm-hmm. in Dub Nation. Yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, he's filling in there for uh, Chandler Parsons. That's what I was going to bring mm-hmm. up. Chandler Parsons, podcast. and I know, right? It's, I just pull it out of the wavelengths. Uh, but we got similar guys between Chandler Parsons, Jay Crowder, and Trevoriza. Who all fill a similar niche, but obviously Jay Crowder brings that extra defensive toughness. Chancellor Chandler Parsons has a better shot, and Trevor's is kind of the all mix of the yeah. two. I feel, and that's why he's a little lower. Yeah. It's because he's he's not one of those guys that you can he rely on. Overall, exceeding one under yeah. the other, but he does them both well enough. He's there. Yeah, Trevor Reza is there. He's good at being there, but he, he's not going to be a guy where, all right, last second shot, we're going to give it to Trevor Reza. You can do that with Parsons. <laughs> yeah, you can do that and with the, Parsons. And the one thing about Lakers. Parsons is he's going over to a Memphis team that he has got a, paid. He he's well, going it. over to a Memphis team that has a lot better of a point guard than Dallas had. Really? Mike Conley, you don't say. Mike Conley compared to the Darren almost Williams, all star. 
The Mike Darren Conlon. Williams that I only remember him as an Illinois fighting Illini. I just forget his NBA you don't career altogether. He was good in Utah. And then he got mm, okay paid because he was, he was good in Utah, yeah. and then sucked in Brooklyn. He was okay. I at this point because of everything. If else, you're I an Illinois fan, college. you should be you should be boasting about his time in Utah. That guy <laughs> was an all star in Utah. I'll take that last year in Illinois. Uh, with, with Mike Conley, never all star. With Parsons, real quick, I, I do want to say he's kind of in that in that area where all right. Get on the floor because he's never played a full season. He's yeah. he's been in that sixty That's to sixty to seventy range, and at times, you know, last year he shot in 41 percent from three. So obviously he has that shot there. But then again, Chandler Parsons is a guy who didn't really fit in Houston, did not fit in Dallas. It's going to be tough with a guy who you know they don't have Jaeger there anymore. You're going to have to corral in Parsons and be like, all right, you need to be here. You need to be in, in this in this a part of this team here. You know, he's going to be the third option behind Conley and Gasol. Maybe even he'll probably be mixed with Zebo there too. But I mean, it's most likely going to be like, all right, Conley, Gasol, pick and roll. Conley's going to dish it out to Parsons, and then maybe he'll give it down to Zebo. So that's why I'm thinking more third option. Fair enough. Parsons is going to need to step up, and he's going to need to be a guy that can score and put up around 15 or 16 like he did in Houston and the first year in Dallas. I think that's where he's going to need to be and not in that 13 range where he was last year. I my think he's my major concern for him, like you said, is that fit on the team. Mm-hmm. And because I remember the good old days with Parsons and Jay Lynn together, like the bromance, like he rocked it. And I rocked on the Rockets. Sorry. Uh, good one. He, had a, he had a great time. And I think that that <laughs> he really had a blast. Helped. He had a you look (laughs) you just destroyed that (laughs) but sean what i'm really trying to say here is it does matter about that fit on the team and he's he did take a big contract he's going to a new city and i'm a little worried about the fit and the expectations and the the pressure getting to him i know memphis again not a big city but same time it's everything around it and then fitting into a team that notoriously has played through their bigs that's how they've dominated not dominant. That's how they've gotten where they are now. They've, they've a team been a that's low been consistently seed. in yeah. the playoffs. Consistent playoff team and dominating through the bigs. So it's like, look, you're going to see open looks like you said. You just have to take advantage of that, and he needs to be a lights-out shooter again. We scratched the surface with the top 10 with talking about Harrison Barnes a little. Let's jump into it. Number 9, Danilo Gallinari. Number 8, Giannis. Number 7, Wiggins. Let's talk about those three right now before we get into the 6, because the 6 is where we were. Those guys, we all had them in that range, but it was more of you know guys that should be in that range, mm-hmm. where right. a guy like Wiggins, a young player, rookie of the year player, guys you know has lofty expectations as Timberwolves is an up-and-coming team. Is Wiggins another one where... It's kind of, yes, we can see how he's done in the NBA, but it's his also a little it's bit. Potential. It's a little bit of potential because of Thibodeau coming in this Look, year. I think he's, well, he's, he's still for 23, 22. Yeah. He has two complete years in the NBA. He had, a like you said, rookie of the year the first mm-hmm. year, and then he improved his second year, which, again, not always a given for these guys. So I see continued growth. He, Like you said, Tom Thibodeau comes in. You have a great mentor of a head coach who's going to run your knees off, but at the same time, you're going to be a better player for it at the end of the day. So, look, just Wiggins is way up there in potential. Like him and Cat are mm-hmm. just through the roof with potential and, because of that system. And that's the thing. You bring in Tom Thibodeau, so that's going to be more expectations there. You're a former rookie of the year. You stepped it up the, the, the year after that. You have Cat, who's now in his second year, who's going to be more fit in into that into that system. Levine's grown. You're still going to be able to see, you know, all right, the pieces are there. The pieces are growing. You They're need to grow up. as well. Yeah. You need to you need to take that jump. Don't in. forget the starting point guard and Chris Dunn. Well, don't forget it's going to be Ricky Dunn. Rubio. No, um, I don't know. Chris Dunn, baby. Well, if, Mark- if people go back to our top 30 starting point guards, Ricky Rubio was there, not Chris Dunn. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, no, Wiggins is a guy that 
he's going to need to step up. And I think he will be able to do that. And I, I think he'll still be in that seven where we have him. I don't think he's going to be jumping into that that Carmelo or Butler or He's Kawhi got a couple range. of years to establish, but he is already growing to be one of the best scorers in the NBA. He is, and I think the thing that he needs to do is take over either as a playmaker or, or develop that outside shot a little more and become dangerous from there. Because I think I think the player that if we're looking at, he's either going to be Carmelo in the Nuggets days where he's, he's kind of like that player or Paul George where he can be a complete all-around player. And that's player. what I'm hoping for. I don't well, think he's going to be a Kawhi where he's going to be a shutdown defender. He's not going to be a Jimmy where Jimmy is a very great all-around well, player. You know what, but though? But can't shoot. Based on the coach hmm. coming in, if you were Wiggins, why would I know Paul George is like the that's who you want him to be like because that's like LeBron is kind of the he best can player play in anywhere. the East, not named LeBron James. Yeah, KD is one of those players where it's like yeah, you can't we're put him. You can't be LeBron or KD. Yeah, you can't. And like Paul George, Dave, you said it before we started the podcast. Yeah. Was he's like your prototypical small forward? He is. He's the guy. But based on the system coming in with Tom Thibodeau, I'd look and I'd say, hey, if Wiggins developed and became the kind of player that Jimmy is, that would fit the system. See, but I think he's more of a scorer than Jimmy. Yeah. He, Jimmy's I'm not way- saying they're exactly the same, but like if he could do similar things for he, that team he, that hey, Jimmy could a, do. He's a huge step ahead of Jimmy. Look, yeah. He came in rookie mm-hmm. of the year. He was a he was a high draft pick. First or second overall, he was he's up there. He was first. first. I'm just yeah, saying, he was, I'm just saying he was first and then he traded to Timberwolves for Caleb. Yeah, so worth it. So worth it. I'm Thank not you, saying Cavaliers. Do, I'm not saying like be the exact same. played defense on one play. It was great. That play mattered. Don't bash KD. I'm not saying do <laughs> the exact same thing. I know, I look good. Of course, he's going to have a higher higher ceiling. I hope he's better than Jimmy Butler because yeah. of what he when he came in. Right. But it's just do the similar things in that system with Thibodeau coming in. Oh yeah, I, I expect his defense to improve a massive amount just from being under Thibodeau, mm-hmm. just from working with these other guys on the team. And look, they're growing. Like you said, they've got the pieces. They're all young. Mm-hmm. They're growing as a team. So as a team, they're going to get better and make each other better. And that's honestly what I'm most excited. I, I love this Timberwolves team. I just want to watch them. I just want to watch them play. Can I, can I ask you guys this? This is yeah. a totally different question. Okay, Ricky. Just hard. Just looking at the top six of guys that we have, the guys that are locks, at the end of the year, if we did these rankings at the end of the year, do you see Wiggins cracking maybe the top no. five? No, not at all. I think I think he will crack the top six only if uh, Butler falls off. And, oh. and if Butler if Butler can take a step back, I think that's the only way he gets in the top six. I don't think he's beating Carmelo. I don't think he's beating Kawhi. I don't think he's beating Paul George. I don't okay. think he's beating Kitty. I don't think he's beating LeBron. I think I think Wiggins needs to step it into the playoffs and then prove that, hey, I'm here. I can be a team leader. I can be the guy you can go to. I think that's going to be where Wiggins takes that jump to superstar level. I think he's right now at a rising superstar. Absolutely. He needs to hit that superstar level, and you're going to do that in the playoffs. You're going to do that in a, in a time where you can be relied on. I think that's going to be the, the, the big part there. The guy that I do want to talk about, though, is Giannis because – we have him at eight, and Giannis, we saw what he can do as a point forward. Can he keep that up as the Bucks? He might be one of the players that people are saying in the comments that he's completely overrated well, because what's he doesn't have a shot. Well, what's interesting <laughs> is Dave had him ranked the highest out of us. You had him ranked the lowest. I was right in, the, right in between you guys. Mm-hmm. So satisfied with that, aren't you? <laughs> Dave, Dave had seven. I had nine. Ricky had eight for the people who uh, mm-hmm. do, uh, can't see our spreadsheet. But with Giannis, it's more of... How is he going to fit into that point forward role? We saw a little bit of it. You know, I think Jason Kidd said that Michael Carter Williams is still going to be the point guard, but I don't think that's actually going to happen. I want I believe to see... Michael Carter Williams was our worst ready point guard. He was. <laughs> um, but the thing with Giannis is, I want to see him 
take that next step. You got team wingspan here. You got team length. Nice. Can they actually take it? And do you think Giannis will actually cement himself as a top ten small forward? Because I think we're still dealing with potential here. I think with, yeah. with, with Giannis, it's still the potential, and we see how well he can do. Do you think he actually will back it up? Honest answer, what Giannis did, not last year, but the year before, like his second year is what I expected out of Ben Simmons this mm-hmm. year. You know, like 12, just shy, like seven, and actually more assists. But it's it's just the fact that it's like, like we've seen him grow, and then that little preview we had of him at point forward, whoo, that was nice. That worked, and... I uh, credit due to Jason Kidd, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, that... I don't feel comfortable saying that out loud. Like, just, <laughs> just wipe that. That just feels dirty. But See... no, it worked. And he, again, he's one of those guys who is, he's got the length, but he's also got the handle because growing up, he was always the best player, so he had the ball in his hands. So you have that comfort level. He can dish the ball. It really is going to depend on a lot of the other guys around him, though. Honestly, the thing that I, I want to look at with Giannis is the, the thing that I look at him when I when I see him play point forward. He's a six eleven Russ Westbrook. Russ Westbrook six eleven six eleven. You know, but but anyways, he he is a, he, he is you know <laughs> ten inches taller than Russell Westbrook or you know how many ever yeah. inches he's taller than Russell Westbrook. He just reminds me of a, a little bit of a slower Russ. I just want to see him take that next step because with, with Giannis his play style can he stay healthy and then can he dish the ball out officially I mean, because those assist numbers aren't that great no not yet but they can be yeah he had a couple triple doubles so yeah. i mean uh, when, when he did and i take it back i, I, to, I mentioned his numbers forward. and I, I feel like i undercut ben simmons a little ben simmons will have way more says so he'll, he'll have like eight well in april minutes. when he when he kind of went to that point forward role he had seven he, his stat line was 29 and seven yeah i mean that's ridiculous i mean i do do i think he can do that a full season no, but do I think yes. he could? <laughs> do I think <laughs> he's he on could, a bad Bucks team? Yeah, but do I think he could put up like eighteen, you know, nine and probably six? I don't think he's going to average seven assists a game. Do you think Giannis will actually average seven assists a game? I want to say yes, but I, I can't. I, I'm sorry. That April was ridiculous. Fifty-two percent. Great month. Fifty-two percent from the field. He shot forty-five percent from three. He didn't take that many, but still, forty-five percent is a great percentage yeah. there. You know, seventy-six from free throw from free throw line. You want to see that step up a little bit, but then again, nine rebounds, seven assists, Honest two answer, points, I or think twenty points. That, uh, Del Vadova is probably going to become the starting point guard of this team very quickly. But, again, but he might be the shooting guy for them, for him. I think he, he'll be because Carter Williams can't shoot. Delhi can't. Right, right. That's the thing is, but Delhi also proved at the Olympics he's got all around game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give him some credit. He he played great, and I think that that's going to kind of take in Carter Williams. You'll see as a fill or a six man, mm-hmm. and I think Giannis will run. You know, he'll still be point forward for part of the sets, but I think they're going to share time. So I think he's probably going to sit at six assists tops. Like that's I don't see him going full blown like amazing. Like no. You kind That's of you kind of alluded to it. Do you think he, you know, kind of uh, disappoints because the Bucks team is bad, or do you think he would disappoint just because I think there was so much pieces. hype? I just wrong think pieces. it's the whole team. Like, and the best thing you get, can't forget about Delphidova's defense, Dave, because he's all over the balls, all the balls out there with his hands. But that uh, is vicious. But that with, was clean. With uh, it's going to be basically a, just an overall team where it's like Giannis is at the end of the year going to be. Oh yeah, he's the best player on that team, but the Bucks team is kind of like, eh, that's not really a good team. See, but we had Chris Middleton pretty high. Chris yeah. Middleton's a good shooter. With Jabari Parker, we're waiting for this kid to take it. You know, he was taken so high. You just want you want to see injury this kid. though. 
He, he did have an injury, mm-hmm. but still, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a guy who— 25 games his first year, 76 his second. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's a power forward who's great driving to the basket, but that's the only thing he can do. He can't play defense, he can't shoot. And so, his free throw percentage isn't even that high. He, 76% last year. Come on. Because he gotta, can't shoot. You gotta be shooting upper eighties minimum. See the thing. The thing is, you know, you you want to see this like team Shaq take steps. Or, no, but when uh, you make your money Jordan. at the line, like yeah. you say, he's he's a drive. Like that's yeah. his game plan. Is Unless you're a take center. The ball to the hoop. Unless you're like a exactly. Well, then really he's not a center. No he's not a under eighty percent. Six nine power forward. He's skinny. Well, not skinny, but he's he's not he's not a you know he's a, he's a built he, guy. He's built a, like a brick shit house. Yeah, he's 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 a buff dude. He's not he's not a fat kid. He's not like a he's not a well. No, that's what I'm saying. Anyways, anyways, saying I can't shoot free throw, Sean. No, you can't. Fat guy. Can't shoot. Can't, can't, can't I can shoot. shoot pretty well, man. You'd be surprised. Anyways, um, with Giannis, I think I think I agree with at least you, Ricky. I know you were kind of saying it was more wrong pieces, but it, you're also saying it was the team. I think mm-hmm. I think it's going to be more of the team if Giannis cannot take that step, and well, if and if they do go away from the point, point let, forward idea. Let me, let me put it this way: yeah. you look at the top six players: LeBron, KD, Paul George, Kawhi, Butler, and Melo. In the that order, o- the only single player on that top six that for his whole career hasn't had like he's had to be the guy on top of that team and hasn't had the right pieces to get him for hit for Melo LeBron right wait, wait, now? Wait, oh, no no, no. Oh. yeah for Melo it's one of those things where we're talking about him with he hasn't had the right pieces to get to a championship with Giannis it could be similar to that where it's like yeah he could be one of these better small forwards but he has that team just hasn't had the right pieces around him kind mm-hmm. of a thing Real, real quick, before we get into that Carmelo, Butler, Kawhi talk, mm-hmm. we, Nuggets fan will be pissed off if we don't mention Danilo Gallinari because their team doesn't get mentioned enough. Uh, I, Danilo Gallinari, he's that guy who is he, he's a guy who fits a specific role, but he's really good at that role. He's a good yeah. scorer. So he stepped up last year too, and we might see Credit him. Fall, we might see him fall a little bit because Jokic will grow, we want and, and Murdo will yeah. grow. So him, I think mean, that's the thing. In my rankings, him and Tobias were the ones where who do I put above who? It was I had. Gallinari, Gallinari because he did top. it more. Then I had Tobias longer. underneath, but that was one where I'm like, uh, who do I put above who? Because I, w- I believe Tobias had more points than Gallinari. Nope, Gallinari had like 18, so you're wrong there. But uh, no, well, Gallinari. Dang. I was just saying I believe. I didn't have him up in front of you. You're wrong. Um, well, Gallinari, I think I think we might see a dip, and he might mm-hmm. be going down at Tobias level because everyone around him is growing. Especially you got Jamal Gary, Murray, Gary Harris. Gary Harris. You know, There's a lot of more shooters uh, coming into that team. Let's get in the top six. Uh, I think New York fans have already roasted us in the comments because Carmelo is below Jimmy Butler, and they're probably saying that we are Chicago fanboys. Ricky, I had Melo. You had Melo before. Why? Why did you have Melo before? Well, it's one of the things with Butler, or not Butler, with Melo. It was Butler's had more of a team to me. He's always had the better team around him. Melo has been one of the best players in this league since he's come into the league, and that Knicks team has never put a complete team around him. Well, even so Denver didn't either. Outside, even Denver. And outside of LeBron, Katie, George, and Kawhi, I looked at it and I went, yeah, Butler's good, but Melo's a little bit better, and he hasn't had the same kind of, the same pieces and even the same coaches that fucking Jimmy Butler has. See the reason mm. the reason why I have Jimmy higher and right right now I mean if if I was saying if I had take a game if I had one game and I either had to pick Jimmy Butler or Carmelo Anthony I'm taking Carmelo without a doubt. The reason I have him higher is cuz I think Jimmy Butler has higher expectations because you know there was all this talk in the offseason, you know, is it D-Rose's team? Is it Jimmy Butler's team? 
all this talk through the regular season. Is it Jimmy's team? Is it D. Rose's team? Can Jimmy get along with Fred Hoiberg? There's mm-hmm. so many expectations. Now you bring in D. Wade. Now you bring in Rondo. Jimmy has to be the man, and now he has to prove it. And, See, and he's, he, right now he's slotted at five. I would because, think you'd have him switched because of that because you've you've been one of the people that have been saying for weeks about how you don't think this Bulls team's going to gel with the pieces they have. So that's why when I saw that, I was kind of surprised well, that you I'm, had Jimmy on top. What I'm saying is Jimmy's younger, and Jimmy is supposedly— you know, they have similar teams right now, but Jimmy's younger, and you know we we know what we're getting from Carmelo. Jimmy can take that jump, is what I'm saying. Jimmy Jimmy might be able to be one of the best small forwards in the league, even though he's a shooting guard. Uh, that's what that's the thing that makes it tricky for me. Is he's yeah. a shooting guard by true nature, mm-hmm. but again, positions are just guidelines. Let me let me just lay this out. Just based off of last year, Melo was about. I'm going to just use raw numbers. No rounding up. 21 7 and 4 guy. Jimmy was a 25 and 4 guy. And I know what See, you're saying. Oh, the rebounding might be because Jimmy was more of a shooting guard last year, but Melo's had better stats in those no, things. What, and he didn't have a complete team. Also, real quick, this wasn't like a Jimmy Butler by Atlanta. This was just, I, this was very yeah. close. The reason I put Jimmy above was because Jimmy is again younger and Jimmy can take that step mm-hmm. to get to a guy who's maybe 23, 7, and 5. Jimmy Jimmy can take that jump up and we're expecting to see a jump where with Carmelo, we know what we're getting yeah, with he's Carmelo an established now. Player. He's exactly. kind of set. The only thing that I was really surprised by Carmelo Anthony with was the fact that he was actually like, he just missed out by leading his team in assists. He he has kind of grown past that whole I'm the ultimate ball mm-hmm. stopper. You know, I take all the shots. And he's learned his place too. As he's gotten older, he's not going to be able to guy well, that can the, can part chuck of it up was they had nobody on the team. Exactly. I mean, it was like yeah. who do you want him to pass it to? Random white mm-hmm. guy number four over there. That's that you does mean nothing. Sasa Vujicic. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Maybe the veteran savviness of Jose Calderon. Put some respect on it. God damn you. No, no, just uh, no. Okay, dude, it's 11. Yeah, (laughs) it's getting late here. But no, look, Carmelo, he he now has the all-star team of 2011. He is loaded up. He will pass this ball. Of 2011. He's going to go for like, he's probably going to drop in points. He'll he'll probably be like 26 and 26 and 5. I'll say it, 26 and 5. Melo also has had injury problems, too. So we can't also expect Melo to play a full season. Melo may choose to take games off. I'm just saying. I'm not calling him soft, but he's soft. Melo's never played. Melo's been soft. And just to to cement a point. (laughs) Just to cement a point that I did make earlier, and this is why, to me, Butler's had a little bit more to lean on. Butler comes in in 2011, Tom Thibodeau's his coach until Hoiberg last year. Mello comes in. I'm not saying just, that just, Butler hasn't had it easier. I know. Just now to Butler's going the fire. That's what I'm saying. just to New York, because Mello came into New York yeah. that same year, here's the coaches he's had. D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, Mike Woodson, Derek Fisher, and then Rambis and now Hornacek. Well, no, but what I'm saying is Mello's been thrown in the fire. Yeah. Mello's gone through the ringer. But he chose Mello, it. Mello doesn't have anything to lose. Mello's not going to slip. Mello's not going to go fall out of this top six. Mm-hmm. Jimmy can't. So I'm saying Jimmy is above Melo right now because we expect him to be better. 
right. he has more expectations. I'm not saying that Melo's not a better player than Jimmy Butler. Jim, right now, Carmelo's a better player. I'm not saying that. Melo's better right score. Jimmy's a better defender. It kind of meets somewhere in the middle. Exactly. You're splitting hairs, but right now I put Jimmy over because we expect him to be better so than a 32-year-old. So you're going more off old. of expectation and rather potential. than where they are. Yeah. on his team. Ex- and expectations and potential. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like the for, Ben Simmons-Wiggins thing. For me, I was going right now, start of the season, who's at the top. So that's why I right. have Melo well, above. That's the same thing. That's yeah. the thing. Melo, Melo will probably end up at five. Melo, Melo's going to end up around five or six. He, and the only way he stays at six is if, if Jimmy actually lives up to that mm-hmm. hype. Or if Wiggins somehow takes over him. But I don't think any of that's going to happen. I think Melo's going to end up at the end. But right now, you're looking at Jimmy Butler to be the guy. You're looking at Jimmy Butler to be the third best player in the East or, or, or in that area. You need yeah. him to be up there with Paul George. You need him to be up there with LeBron. You need him to be able to compete. Where with Melo, we know he can do that. We know Melo can do that. We he ain't going to win, but he can do it. Yeah, because well, it's different teams. That's the thing. Melo, Melo can beat LeBron. I mean, Melo's got three gold medals. Yeah. Gold medals matter more. Remember exactly. that, dude. Nobody needs those rings when I got these gold. I, I I think the thing is that Jimmy has more expectations, but Jimmy has more to lose. Carmelo is going to stay there. We know what Melo can do. Melo is a fantastic player, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Melo by putting him a little lower. I'm just saying that Melo, we know what we're going to get from him. Jimmy, we have more expectations for him, so we expect him to be the better player. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have to prove that. Yeah, and on my side, you say the we know what we're getting from Melo. I'm saying yep, and I'm putting that right above. And that's Jimmy. fair. I'm, yep. Again, it wasn't like it was a Jimmy by a landslide. Yeah, it was no. more. It was, it was very close. Very close. Except, um, and then the top four was or the top five, whatever, whatever number it is. Those guys were above Jimmy and Melo by landslide. The top four with Kawhi yeah. at four, Paul George at three, KD at two, and LeBron at number one. LeBron cemented at number one yeah. without a doubt. We don't need to really talk about that. You, you, yeah. you could just pick a position, put LeBron at one, and I'd be like, okay, okay. That works. I wouldn't argue with that. I mean, Best overall player. Like you he, said. Across the board, he is an athletic freak who, along the lines, we've never seen anything like him. So, I mean, it's he, he's got all the skills you need. He's got everything. He's he's in his own class. LeBron LeBron doesn't need to play the regular season. LeBron doesn't need to play the first two like rounds whole, of like, the playoffs. AI, like we talk about practice, like yeah. that's that's pretty much everything minus the finals. LeBron's final performance in the finals is one of the greatest performances we've seen Ever, I mean, honestly, like he, he's up there with Jordan in the finals. He's up there with with, with you know the old days of, of Wilt. I mean, this was insane. Up there with the, the days of Magic. LeBron is more fighting of where am I going to end up at the end of my career than right now? Because we all know that LeBron's the best player in the NBA. But now with two through four, KD easily the best scorer in the NBA. Paul George, the prototypical small forward, like you said. Yep. Kawhi, the best defender. Why did you? Why did we all? What, what was your take on this? Why did you have KD, Paul George, and Kawhi? Because we all had it the same. Why right. did you specifically? All right, I'll, put I'll it step that bottom way? up. Look, Kawhi is like he couldn't have had it better coming into the league. He had the best coach in Pop from day one. Then he comes into a team that has veteran leadership written all over it, mm-hmm. and he's picked up so much from the likes of Tim Duncan. And he just kind of even even like shit. The guards there, they've got Euro players who have that life experience. He's a young kid. He comes in, and he gets to learn all this stuff from them. He even picked up the Euro step, which is just hilarious to watch him do. <laughs> but, no, he's a locked-on defender. One through five, you can put him across the board. He's got ridiculous uh, wingspan, so he can guard anybody. I mean, the the big thing with Kawhi is, like, they went out and got LaMarcus Aldridge, which makes you go, is he not the guy? It, did, does he need somebody else to step up in big moments because he's not that guy for this team? And that's why I've got him at four. I he is again. We're no discredit. He's a 
fantastic player, a top four uh, small forward in the league. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you got to wonder, like, may, I know it was a great pickup just because it was like, hey, who wouldn't want LaMarcus Aldridge mm-hmm. on the team? But from a team direction, I kind of wonder that. Well, Kawhi is extremely efficient. I mean, looking at his numbers, 50% from the field, 44% from three, 87 from the free throw line. But the, the reason I had him lower was because as how fantastic he is this defense uh, on defense paul george isn't a, isn't a smoke or a, you know isn't bad yeah. on defense i mean paul no, george he was is like a fantastic... number 2 statistically to Kawhi. yeah exactly I, I think i would probably put him in the top 5 of of defenders i mean paul george is a fantastic defender but then you look you know paul george has better rebound numbers he has better assist numbers he is just more of the all-around player with with Kawhi, he's still kind of stepping into that game where he can be really offens- efficient from the field, but can he actually put up more than maybe, 21 a night? Can he get up to that 24 level where Paul George is around? It's as simple as this. Maybe this goes a little bit of what Dave was saying, but you take Kawhi out of the Spurs. Maybe a little bit different from this year to last year because Duncan's not on this upcoming year's team. Right. He was last year. Take Kawhi away from the Spurs. I'm confident to say the Spurs are still the Spurs. You take, I disagree with that. You take Paul gonna... jo- wait, wait, wait. You take Paul George away from the Pacers— they're nowhere near what they are, and that is why Paul George to me the is like above average Leonard. wins of a replacement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that's what you're going for. It's, George is worth more to the Pacers than yeah, Kawhi's good, but that system, that team, he's just a piece in Paul, there. Paul George was the identity yeah. of this Pacers team, and in the meantime, I think that's the Spurs what you're kind of alluding to. Well, it's kind yeah, of I think like, that's what kind of you're alluding to. Well, why do you need Lamarcus yeah. when you got Kawhi? But it's kind of like a, it's on a way lesser scale with the Pacers, but. It's like, look at when LeBron left Cleveland. Cleveland was terrible. LeBron comes back, Cleveland's back to where they were. That's what it is with Paul George and Indy. And, like, yeah, the Spurs will take a hit if you take away Kawhi. But it's I not think as, they wouldn't be a playoff team. But it's but. not as big as a hit if you took Paul George away from the Pacers. I I would I would kind of I, I kind of I see where you're going with and, and and again the reason why I have Paul George over is because he is just more of the all around player he can dish it out he can rebound for you he can play defense and he's a better scorer than Kawhi I, I think if Kawhi can can get up to that 24 point per game level then it will be all right now who is better Paul George or Kawhi because Kawhi has the defense and now they have similar numbers offensively and, and you know both the of thing, these guys are the guys the thing so. though with the points per game though could you really say could someone come out and say well Kawhi had a lot of other scoring well, pieces. Yeah, well, and Paul now, George is that team. Well, that's a th- that's what yeah. I'm trying to say now is now you know Tim Duncan isn't there anymore. Yeah. Now now Kawhi will have to be the guy. And, and I mean, again, while he was extremely and efficient, Manu and Tony Parker are yeah. another year They're older, declining, yeah. so his role needs to be stepped up. So you've got to look towards him and Lamarcus Aldridge really taking over this team. And I want to see him rather than Lamarcus Aldridge because mm-hmm. we've seen what Lamarcus Aldridge can do on a team when it's just him or just him in a point, and it's like, good, not great. Mm-hmm. What Kawhi could do could be something we haven't seen before. Kawhi could be on the second-best team in the West and not really. I mean, he, he was in the MVP race last year, but then again, it was, it it was, was a Steph. far third. It, it, was Steph's to, it was Steph and LeBron. It, it, but the thing with Paul George is I can see him being in competition with, with for MVP outside of a guy like Kawhi, where mm-hmm. Kawhi might be hidden behind his teammates as well. And then finally, Kevin Durant, talking about a, a more of a diminished role here. He's not going to be the guy in Oklahoma City. He wasn't really truly the guy with with Russell Westbrook, but now he's going to be playing with Clay. Well, I mean, Russ Clay. didn't think so, but maybe he did. Yeah, he's not going to be playing with he's, Now he's going to be playing with Clay, uh, Steph, and, and Draymond. Is KD still the number two? You know, can he take a step back if he doesn't if he doesn't put up KD numbers? Do you, do you think 
KG's no. in 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 threat with uh, PG PG thirteen creeping up PG behind 13. him. PG thirteen. May- Maybe, but I I would think Paul George would have to step up his numbers a little bit to but don't overtake. You, how far do you see KD's stats falling? Is my I question. See, I don't see them oh, falling no, 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 that much, but they may fall a little just because you're now adding another scorer on top of Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. Right, adding another guy who can score the ball. So it's really who's going to take most of the shots, and really KD. Maybe to me, it's Curry's that number one option. Clay's the number two, and Katie's stepping in there to be the three. But like you think Katie's the third option? Yeah, I would be Behind of, Clay? Uh, I think he oh, Maybe Clay. those two kind of, it depends on which <laughs> night it is, who's got the hotter hand, those two switch. Katie's the, one of the, Katie's the best scorer in the oh, and I'm not Thank saying, you, because I was just like, I'm no, 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 Katie's the best scorer. scorer in the I'm NBA. not saying he's not. I'm just saying that team is so loaded to where one night it could be Steph, one night it could be a Clay, the other night it he's could be He's not going to be the focal point of the offense. No, he's not. He's going right. to be a part of the offense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because it's a true, to me, I look at the Warriors and it's a true system. Look, the good thing here is there are four quarters and Steph only needs to play three. (laughs) That's what you got to remember at the end of the day. Because, look, this team was a team that was very deep last year and they got to use those those bench guys to soak up some minutes and some blowouts. Mm -hmm. It ain't going to get any prettier this year for teams. He's going to go in there and he's going to get his time. He's going to probably lose maybe... Maybe two shots, maybe three mm-hmm. shots a night. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still talking. He's putting up points like crazy. But it's all if they're winning, it ain't gonna matter. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he he's oh, in that yeah, no. like I don't care about my own numbers game. I want to win a ring and have fun, which is fine. I respect that. Well, but it's because time, look at where he came from. Yeah, he was putting up numbers in OKC. Yeah, they got places, but when they got to the finals, Western Conference finals, they didn't win. Right, but same time, talk about a player's legacy, and I I have to wonder like. He's kind of taken a step back because he could have been like on par to go with like the number one scorer of all time. Legi- I think with him, the legacy thing matters more to us. I think than it does. I think to you're him. right. I because do. I think he won't. At be, Katie, at yeah. this point, if he ends up with one ring, we could talk legacy blue in the face to him. He's going to say, "Yeah, I won a championship. I think and I had fun doing it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, Melo didn't win one." <laughs> but Mel got three, three, three gold medals, sir. Yeah. Three gold medals. Well, Katie still got time. Charles, uh, did, yeah, Charles didn't win one. And I, according to Charles, God wanted him to win that championship. I think that's a fair way to put it. I just, I just want to ask one more question, and and it's really the gap between one and two. Is is LeBron? Is there that much of a gap between LeBron and KD now? And is there that much of a gap between KD and PG thirteen and Kawhi? Is there the is gap, there a huge gap, or is it tight between some the, and the gap between KG or KD, KD. and PG? Is closer than LeBron. LeBron is number so? one. LeBron is number one on this on this list. He's number one, no question. I don't think anyone's questioning that. But yeah, I I want to say the gap between Paul George and KD is very small, and I think it's getting smaller because of his new role in this team. Mm-hmm. I think Paul George. Well, he did assemble. They assembled a fantastic supporting cast around him that reminds me very much of that Mavericks team that went deep and won a championship a couple years back, but. Again, Paul George is my go-to. Like, what's a small forward? It's Paul George. Like, he is a slightly worse version than LeBron James, and I mean that in the truest sense, slightly. Kevin Durant is a scoring phenomenon, like transcendent levels Mm -hmm. of shooting, scoring all around, crazy build. But at the same time, I kind of want him to be more than what he wants to be. Yeah. I I, I feel like I'm always going to be a little disappointed that he doesn't have that thing to take it himself and he's going to take a second role on his own team. 
Yeah, or on someone else's team, I should say. With KD, he is the ultimate scorer. With Paul George, he is the ultimate small forward. With LeBron, he's the ultimate basketball player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say that the difference between ultimate scorer and ultimate small forward is a closer gap. And I, I maybe it might be recency bias with you know KD going to a team where he isn't going to be the guy anymore, or he isn't going to be we the guy. That, you know, I mean, he could yeah. come out and be the number one guy. Yeah, we'll in that see. Team. Yeah. And Steph and Clay just mm-hmm. stand on the three line and jack up shots. We'll see. But... See, but that's the thing about that thing about that team. If that happens, Steph I, and I Clay. Both okay Steph it. and Clay sit there going. You shoot, man. You yeah. shoot. We'll be your biggest cheerleader. And by three-point line, I mean about 18 feet behind it because they don't give a fuck as long as they're in the gym. <laughs> well, Steph's, Steph's, Steph's already got well, the three-point well, record. Steph's like, <laughs> Steph's like inbounder just handed to me. Shot, yeah. it's in. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where that team's at. I'm, that, that's going to make the biggest thing, though, is how the Warriors decide they're going to play as a team because as much as they're going to say, like, it doesn't matter to us, team ball, whatever, mm-hmm. they're going to default to somebody at the – at the point they need a win, and that's what I want to see. Does if they're the g- gonna if they're gonna be a great team, though, I think it comes down to yeah, who do we default to? Any any of us three, whoever's open. Does that gap close if KD wins a title and looks like the number one player on the Warriors this year? Does Which that gap, gap? T- the KD to LeBron, the KD to LeBron one? No, LeBron if, is even the best he- unless LeBron has a season like Jordan with the Wizards. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's tarnishing. Yeah, which that's is low. not going to happen. So LeBron's. Well, I'm one. saying KD comes in here and no. he puts up. If KD, Tanya Harding's, I'm, LeBron's. Oh, I'm saying then KD's got a chance. I'm, I'm saying a reference. I'm saying, my I'm saying this. <laughs> KD wins the MVP. K, they set the record again. KD comes in. He puts up thirty. Two in the regular season. Yeah, something it's hard stupid to say like no. that. That that, that, that it's, definitely it's, closes the gap. It's a stretch. 32, 32 in the regular season plays up to his you know ability in the playoffs because he hasn't really done that and then you know Crunch goes in and that's what puts out LeBron. Sure, in the finals. it moves like maybe uh, fucking. But if this, he puts out LeBron in the finals, it, it moves in an Adam. However, if it's big KD Adam and is. the Warriors, look, he has him, consistently lost to LeBron he over is. and over and over. So if he gets over that hump by him. No, I'm not saying by himself because that's impossible. But but if it's if KD he, and the Warriors yeah. getting over LeBron, do you think that gap tightens? I do. I, I think if he puts up over 30 a night and like just absolutely mauls it, I gotta give him credit. I don't care that he's on the best team in the world, but it's still he's he's a fantastic player. He's if the ring, I, I also if made a crazy counted, if scenario. Yes. scenario. If I know. Rings yeah. counted in this debate. Harrison Barnes would be a lot higher than some of these people. Wow. Oh, what a great, what a great way to end it. <laughs> I think, I think he that has uh, ring, he has one ring. Look at Gallinari. Before Ricky Giannis starts getting Riggins. ridiculous here, let's shut this down, boys. Yeah, so I'm just saying, rings but, don't really matter when it comes to this. Let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Fast Break. We did all shooting guards, uh, all small forwards. Shooting guards uh, was last week. Shooting guards was last week. Hey, it's 11:30. Well, I mean, uh, we to, all, credit to Jimmy Butler is a shooting guard. We did all small. Could be a small forward on this team, though, but we did all small small forwards this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on blog talk radio thank you for checking us out if you're on soundcloud move over to blog talk radio blog talk radio.com slash most valuable podcast check us out on there that's where we will be from october 1st 2016 and on if you're listening on youtube hit that like button hit that subscribe button do not forget to do those those help us out so much and also check out our patreon page patreon.com slash most valuable podcast talking about help us out helping us out if you want to help us out the extra length the you know the little bit more check out patreon.com our social medias are in the description down below but that's going to wrap it up for day Dave and Ricky. I'm Sean, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.